so weird. Yeah. All right. Well, that works. Is there an echo or is it good? No, you're good. Okay. All right. Well, that works then. Yeah. We'll roll with it. Yeah. I mean, for the four people that are going to see it on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All eight views. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's fine. podcast about bourbon and the ones who drink it. This is Bourbon Matters. Welcome to Bourbon Matters. I'm Jake. I'm Roberto San Antonio PDL. Uh, We're not joined by Dan tonight uh, because he's farming. Um, He says he's farming. I don't know what that means, but I really doubt that it's the agriculture-focused farming. (laughs) Probably farming women somewhere. <laughs> he could be. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're uh, joined uh, via uh, the internet for this episode and for future episodes. Um, we're having some issues with Discord, but we'll figure them out. Hopefully can, by the next episode. <laughs> they can stare at my frozen picture. That's fine. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's funny. I'm I'm moving and everything on my end. Yeah, whatever. Just, whatever. <laughs> no big deal. Um, so tonight we're drinking uh, 1792 full proof. Um, but before we get into that, uh, you know, we let's talk about the move. Uh, so Roberto moved back to San Antonio, uh, and you've wasted no time jumping into the whiskey scene there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've been here, what's uh, November 3rd, exactly one month uh, since we officially moved. Because it was on the 3rd of October when we got the the keys to the house. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's been a journey. Moves are not easy, for sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of stuff. And then, you know, then you got to settle in in a new place. Uh, and like you said, I think the whiskey, uh, the whiskey part of this did not take a break for the move. Yeah. All the bottles survived, right? All the bottles survived. Every single one of them survived. Um, as uh, as soon as we moved down here, like the second day, um, went to a tasting at a steakhouse here in San Antonio. That was great. It was, uh, it, it's shit, what it was. Redemption? It wasn't, no, it wasn't Redemption. Yeah, yeah it was Redemption. Yeah, Redemption. Yeah, Redemption Whiskey. A, uh, a, a distil- well, it's not a distillery yet. And I say that because they're mainly blending, mostly blending and selling their blends from MGP because mm-hmm. they're, they're brand new in Connecticut. So that was fun. Uh, wasted no time in getting the bottles out of the box. Wasted no time in setting up the bourbon room that is frozen in the picture right now. <laughs> uh, and, and now I have the very nice Bourbon Matters uh, topper here. Oh, yeah, in so the back. we got to talk about that real quick. Uh, so, yeah, all three of us got one. Um, I got them for each of us so that uh, we could represent from uh, wherever we are. Um, and they're done by Antioch Barrel. Uh our our buddy Tom uh built uh Roberto and Dan liquor cabinets out of barrel used barrels uh that were beautiful. Um and then he CNC cut these uh barrel toppers. 
which I'll pull mine up too. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, Man, that looks great. gorgeous. He's How did he incredible. make them? I mean, this is so well done. Yeah, so he uh he knows a guy with a CNC machine. So okay. it's all CNC cut and then I think they went over it uh with laser to build the contrast. Okay. Um but yeah, I mean, they came out so nice. Yeah. This is absolutely beautiful. I mean, the quality just great did he tell you that what what barrels they came from the toppers um, i i'm not sure uh i think he just picked like un unmarked ones um mm-hmm. you know just because like the you wouldn't be able to see the stuff on it anyway yeah for sure yeah because it'll be lasered out or whatever this is yeah um yeah, no, these these are beautiful. So, wasted no time in putting it on the wall next to the shelves, next to the Chicago flag. Yeah, it's looking and, uh, good. Yeah, so the you know the only downside was that in Illinois we we had a bourbon room, and I was you know I was putting bottles not just on the shelves, but I was putting bottles in all the little tables in the room, the side tables, and um, coffee table had a few bottles already, and now here. It's it's a bourbon room, but it's connected to the living room. So I had to pretty much find space for all 240-something bottles on the shelves themselves. And it got challenging. It got, it got a little challenging to put everything on the shelf, but um, it worked out. Yeah. And it's, I mean, this, this is it's full of bottles. This is absolutely full of bottles. Yeah, it's way more dense than it was at, at, your, at the Illinois yeah. house. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, it's good to be here. You know, again, starting to find some of the uh, the tasting places. There's a there's a chain down here in Texas, and I think there's in Wisconsin too. But there's no in Illinois called Total Wine. Yep. And Total Wine has a beautiful tasting room slash classroom, and and they do have some whiskey tasting. So nice. Been checking those out too. Yeah, settling in here in San Antonio for sure. Yeah, that's that's yeah. cool stuff. Really is a replacement for Gold Eagle. No, yeah, we, yeah, I was, I was thinking that yesterday. The, the classes here for any spirit, they're given by, the spirit manager. So you know, the store has a spirit manager, and she was okay. She knew some things. This guy asked her. It was it was a Scotch class last night. And this guy, and you know, they were showing it was it was really well done. They had PowerPoint presentations, they had videos. It was really nicely done. They had a pamphlet that they passed out with the nice the, the story of of Scotch and what we were tasting. And but again, this is the spirit manager, so she's she's in charge of everything from tequila to whiskey to oh, okay. whatever whatever you cognac. And this guy behind me. Uh, we had just watched the video of how they mold the uh, the barley in Scotland. Pretty cool process. And this guy's like, wait, so if you're molding the barley, can you mold the corn and the wheat? She's like, wait, no. She, she, she said, you're thinking about this the wrong way. The, the fact that it's a single mold is because it's from one distillery. The and guy's like, I get that. <laughs> but he, yeah, she's like, I get that. I'm talking that if, if, you, if you mold barley, he didn't know how... 
he didn't know what it was. He it was new to him. Yeah. Like, why can't you malt the corn and the wheat too? She's like, no, again, you're thinking about this the wrong way. The the fact that it's a single malt is because of the distillery. And and he was super confused because his question made sense. Yeah. Uh, but again, that's just an example of something like Jake would have been immediately tell you something, right? He was like, oh yeah, like, this yeah, is one. Well, well, you're thinking of bourbon. Exactly. You know. Yeah, exactly. So, like single malt but, scotch is only uh, malted barley exclusively, right? So I, I turn around, I told the guy, like, you know, look, corn. I don't think you can malt corn because I don't think it sprouts or germinates. I don't think you'd want to. I don't think you'd want to, right? It would taste like a plant. Yeah. Um, and and like you know, you could probably malt wheat, but I don't know if that tastes any good. You know. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen malted rye. Malted, malted rye, barley. yeah. Um, but yeah, I've never right. heard of malted corn or malted wheat. I, I don't yeah, think no. you you definitely don't want to do that to corn. No. Um, I, I don't and know I'm if gonna... wheat would, if it would ruin the wheat or not. I And I don't even know if the corn kernels will germinate because, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe they do. I don't I'm not sure. I mean, like, at the end of the day, you're just, like, grinding it up anyway, so. Right. That's what I told him, too. He's like, well, you know, you're going to mash it anyway, so who cares? Yeah, I mean, the, um, the malted uh, barley, I think, is only so that it produces that enzyme to help break down exactly. some of the sugars in the corn. And for the, the well, not, for the, not the corn, yeah, the for the fermenting scotch, process. Yeah, for the, for, uh, for like, to help the yeast out and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still frozen in the thing, aren't I? Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> this is awesome. Well, because I was like, well, then I'm not going to worry if I'm like, you know, looking at the camera. <laughs> uh, right, well, but anyway. uh, let's jump into some stories because there's a, been a lot of news since the uh, our last episode was recorded, which was like a month ago. <laughs> it, I think it was more than a month. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So a uh, few few different releases have come out. Uh, Midwinter's Night's Dram from High West came out and probably already sold out. Um, so I think that's Act Ten this year. Um, which you I, got I, one, right? Yeah, I got one. Uh, Dan got one. Um, you're still hunting, right? I'm still hunting. Yeah, I haven't found it. You, you'll probably be able to find one down there. Yeah, you know, what I've been running into is a bunch of people marking the shit out of them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, it's just the markup is ridiculous in some of these stores, but anyway. Yeah. Um, and then you picked up a Garrison Brothers Cowboy bourbon. I was I was very excited because I had been looking. In Illinois, I don't think they distributed in Illinois. I asked one of the stores here uh, if, if they had any insights into where they distribute Cowboy. She said it was a store here down the street in San Antonio and Garrison Brothers is actually an hour north of me, mm-hmm. but it's local. And she's like, good luck, because we got two bottles for the year. It's completely allocated by Garrison. And, uh, and you know, if you find it, it's going to be marked up like tremendously. And sure enough, I started looking for at stores on the Internet in San Antonio. The ones that did sell them online, it was like 600 or 650. Yeah. Um, so I went to, I started making friends with the guy at Total Wine down here. And after the class yesterday, I went to him. He's like, oh man, you probably get a good allocation of Carison because you're a big store. He's like, yeah, 
I'm like, well, where's the cowboy? He's like, oh, let me show you. <laughs> and I got it at retail. It retails for two forty seven. Yeah, that's a great price. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's yeah he but he 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 told me like I we, we're starting to market up for for other peeps um, to three hundred. Yeah, I'm like, oh, still fine. Two, that bad. I mean, that's still pretty nice. Yeah, compared to six hundred or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You have you asked anybody out there if if they're getting any? Well, I, I guess Sam that has them, right? Yeah, supposedly Dan talked to Sam about it, um, so I might pop out there this weekend. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully he will he'll let it go at a good price. Yeah, he normally does. He's good to us. Yeah, he's usually pretty good. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Speaking I interrupted of, the stories. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Texas distilleries, uh, Diageo just bought Balcones Distilling. Um, that's out of uh, Balcones is out of Waco, uh, which you're not a fan of. I don't think anybody's a fan of Waco. <laughs> only only the idiots that went to Baylor are fans of, are fans of Waco. <laughs> Nobody else likes Waco. Um. There is the the sale price is undisclosed, um, which makes me think that it was probably for a lot. Um, yeah, somewhere in here. Hold on, let me find it. Somebody made really good money there. Um, like somebody had a nice payday. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I mean, because they're not a small distillery by any means. Not anymore. Um, no, and yeah. they're. Yeah, I mean, how many different expressions do they have? Like ten or more? Like, so they uh, must yeah. be really, really pumping stuff out. So that's a that's a big move, um, especially yeah. for the the Texas market. Um, yeah. And going back up to Kentucky, uh, Wild Turkey, who's owned by the Italian brand Campari, just bought Wilderness Trail. Uh, for six hundred million dollars, jeez, um, it's going to be a seventy percent stake uh, immediately, and then in twenty thirty one, the remaining thirty percent will be transferred over to Campari. Damn. Um, so we actually just went to a wilderness trail event at Gold Eagle, and one of the things uh, that they had talked about was how wilderness trail. Um, is a uh, major like yeast producer. Um, yeah. So they actually supply a lot of places with yeast. Um, and that was their initial like startup capital to get into the distilling side um, was all the yeast cultivation and sales, uh, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wilderness Trail. I went to the distillery two years ago. It was, it's beautiful. State of the art, modern. The warehouses, if if anybody's been to Bardstown like we did, you know, a couple of months ago, that's exactly what Wilderness Trail looks like. It's just every every warehouse is is metal. It's beautiful. It's modern. Yeah. Uh, and then you can go into the yeast center, where they have all the scientists actually working on their proprietary yeast. Which, to your point, they sell to a bunch of distilleries because it's very sought after. Mm-hmm. Uh, supposed to be one of the best if not if not the best in the market yeah um so it's it's uh it's worth a, a visit and i'm assuming now that it's bought out by by a bigger company you know they'll probably do like the nice 
visitor center and 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 everything that everybody in Kentucky is doing to their distilleries because it's bare bones. Like there's not a big, I mean, there's a store, uh, and that's it. It's a small store. That's surprising. I thought they'd be a little bit more, uh, like uh, yeah, you know, yeah. It's actually pretty, word, but. Um, it's, it's well done, <laughs> but it's small. And it's funny because yeah. you go into the store and if you go one door into the next room, that's the distillery. And huh, okay. so you, you go from the store to the distillery tour, which is pretty funny. But anyway, hmm. uh, typical of smaller distilleries that have like the store in the bar. Yeah. And then you just like walk right into the distillery. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because like we... Uh, they were just telling us, I mean, this, this class was maybe, uh, like four days before the sale was announced. Yeah. Um, That like they had, uh, what was it? Like quadrupled their distilling capacity in the past couple of years. So like the amount of whiskey that they're sitting on right now is like massive. Yeah, and it's you know in like uh something like four to six years they're gonna be like flooding the market because they're gonna have so much. Yeah. Um. So that's an interest. It's an interesting uh acquisition by Wild Turkey. It's a lot of whiskey. Yeah, for sure. Damn. All right. Well, let's uh, jump into what we're tasting tonight. The seventeen ninety two full proof. Um, so 1792 is distilled by, uh, Barton 1792, which is located in Bardstown, Kentucky. Um, it's not really like stated straightforwardly, but it's owned by Sazerac, uh, which also owns Buffalo Trace. Um, so it's reasonable to say that they probably use some of the same, uh, mash bills or at least uh, some of the same like sources of grain and stuff like that I would think um, yeah I would imagine if not the same exact recipes but exactly um, so we're tonight uh, is a little interesting because I couldn't find a normal 1792 foolproof uh, so yeah. I actually uh, Jake at Gold Eagle had to dig this out of the basement uh, I'm serious <laughs> and, and uh, to, to get me one, uh, but it's a gold Eagle single barrel pick, uh, of the full proof. So, uh, our, our tasting will differ slightly, but I think that's, that makes it interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, it should be the same mesh, of course, yeah. um, same methods, but yeah, I mean, it'll probably bear, it'll vary just like Blanton's varies from bottle to bottle. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, my my bottle is 125 proof. I think all of the full proofs are 125. Okay, so they are actually tempering it to get yeah. that 125. Yeah, they proof it even either up or down to to 125. Okay. Uh, so it I mean, goes they, in the barrel. They'd have yeah, to. It, uh, I'm guessing that typically then that they're mixing barrels. Right, and then the, adding water the if necessary to to get to one twenty five. Yeah, and you know, foolproof, just like any foolproof whiskey, 
they're they're bottling it at the proof that it went into the barrel. So to your point, at some point, you either have to proof it down or up at some point to yeah. get to one twenty five. So all the full proofs go into the barrel at one twenty five, and when they bottle it, you know that's why they they have to tinker with it to proof it at some point to one twenty five. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's you know it's not easy to find. Full proof is uh, seventeen ninety two. Full proof. It's pretty sought after. Yeah. So it's not impossible to find, but it's not easy to find. And if you, you know, for example, Sam has some on the shelf in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, not in not in the back, like hidden in the back, but he has them on the shelf behind the register. Yeah. Um, Benny's usually has a couple of bottles. That's where I got one of them. Uh, one of my last ones. And then uh, Liquor Barn also normally has some in the case. You have to go to the case. They'll have maybe one or two. Yeah. I, I wouldn't call this one a unicorn, although it is on the harder side to find. Um, yeah. But I, I think when they do put out a, a release, it's pretty wide, widely available Yeah, um, in terms of like the quantity of bottles. Yeah, yeah, and and again, I've already seen it here at Total Wine on the shelf. Oh, okay. And um, but I I do remember like visiting my parents for Christmas or Thanksgiving and trying to look for it at Total Wine. I would not, I would never find it. So to your point, I think it's when they release a the batch, uh, it probably floods the market and then it goes away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's a uh, there there's there's stores where you know if you if you walk in and have a good relationship with it, dude, he'll probably have one. It's it's not like yeah. to your point, it's not a unicorn. I would I would think you can probably find it. Um, if not, just keep an eye out and it'll show up at some point. Exactly. It's yeah, so one of my. I mean, it's it's it. I love foolproof seventeen ninety two. I have. Uh, I buy a bottle every time I find one mix again, to the point that it's harder to find, but also because I really enjoy foolproof. Um, I think it's so well balanced and also has a really nice bold flavor to it. Now, this is 125, so yeah, it, it's gonna sting a little, yeah. Uh, and it does, you know, you can definitely on the on the nose, it hits you a little, yeah. The nose is uh, pretty hot, yeah. Um, on the palate, it hits you when you taste it, it hits you a little, but the finish is so smooth. Um, I've been drinking some already for the last 15 minutes, <laughs> especially since people can't see me. You know, like, yeah, whatever, I'm going to start drinking. Um, yeah. So yeah Definitely I mean, ethanol is there. The color on it is beautiful. Color is pretty. Like it is deep copper. Yep. Um, Maple syrup, yeah, copper. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, beautiful color. I don't know what the age is on this. Yeah, I don't know either. Like Dan would have would have had to do the research because I'm not sure. Yeah, it's probably fairly old. Um, has would, to be probably at least four or five years to get this much color, unless they're using like a really heavy char. But I, yeah, I doubt it. it do, if like a level four char or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was trying to Google real quick, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think the age statement is readily available. Yeah, this, um, um, 
Buffalo Trace uses number three across the board. Yeah. Um, so if they're, you know, buying in bulk and distributing to 1792, you know, through Sandorak or something, then could be that it's a number three. Um, yeah. But if it is a number three, then it's really old to get this much color. It is. Uh, and, and that's how it's described, actually. I, I was just pulling up Breaking Bourbon because normally they have good insights in there. And, and that's how they describe it. It's like just straight up copper. Um, here it is. So the press release in 2016, when they released the first uh, foolproof 1792, it said it was 8.5 years aged. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, that's a, that makes sense. It's a solid. Sorry. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, the mash bill is undisclosed. However, rumors around the internet say that it's 75% corn, 15% rye, and 10% malted barley. And actually makes sense because I can taste nice cereal in here. So it's some good mash bill. Yeah, I mean, the, the corn's definitely there. Agreed. Um, I am getting a little bit of that rye, like pepper mm -hmm. in there. Um, and a little bit of the, like, the cereal at the end, like you said. Yeah, I'm I'm getting a really like very decent spice in the finish. Yeah, like it's lingering very nicely in a good way, not in an overpowering way. Yeah, I'm. It's for me the the cereal and that rye spice is kind of sitting in, like the middle of my mouth. Agreed for a long time, um, which is Completely interesting agreed. because usually that up comes in like the back. Yeah. That's, that's kind of an interesting uh, note. It really is. That's a good point. Um, you know, in the cereal, now that I've been drinking for a little while and, um, or drinking it, not drinking for a little while, drinking, <laughs> I've been tasting it for a little while. Um, the cereal notes on the nose, like, get stronger for me, which is beautiful. I love cereal notes. Anybody that's heard my stories about eating raw barley at a... <laughs> barnstormers knows that i like cereal um and you know and again it stinks a little because it is high proof but at the same time you can smell the sweetness you can smell that it's bold that you're about to drink a bold whiskey yeah um, and i mean it's just it's so well balanced love the flavor yeah love it, it's interesting because like you said i i would agree it's very well balanced um i but i wouldn't label it as complex i completely agree it, there's no there's not a lot of complexity there's like two or three like strong notes yeah um which are really kind of just like the typical grain notes of the corn rye and barley yep um i agree with that. but they're they are well balanced um yeah between each other yeah and you know it's a it's a good distinction there complexity at least to me, is to your point that I'm tasting a lot of things that I'm that I'm having a hard time defining what I'm tasting. Like, oh, there's a cherry. Oh, there's a peach. Mm -hmm. You know, in balance, is that for me to your point that the the notes go well together very nicely. Mm -hmm. That when I smell it, not not one note's overpowering. Like it's not, you know, if you it's seventy five percent corn. But if you smell mellow corn, which is 100% corn, 
uh, you know, the, it, it, it smells like corn, right? And that's the one note that you'll see. This one, I smell the corn. I smell a little bit of spice, a little bit of maple syrup, and everything goes together really nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I am getting a little bit of oak flavor on the finish. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe, like... I agree. I'm getting, like, a bitter oh. note at the end after, like, this is, like, my third or fourth sip. Yeah, um, almost coffee like, um, but not quite as like harsh. Yeah, um, uh, like coffee liqueur. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a really good point. You know, I can definitely taste like a coffee liqueur of some sort. Um, yeah, and like a, a touch of vanilla, maybe vanilla for sure. Yeah, I like I. For me, it's actually a little, not dominant, but it's there. Yeah. Um, but like, but you, you know, it's, it, it isn't, it's missing a lot of those, like, you know, uh, the like banana and black cherries yeah. and, you know, some of that crap that like you would expect out of like, uh, an older whiskey or a, or a um, yeah. higher proof whiskey, you know, that usually comes out. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I, I do like it. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean it's it's I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites because I have a lot of favorite whiskeys. Yeah. But it's up there on the list of, you know, if you were considering my favorites to be uh, you know, the the 9 and 10s out of one, you know, out of on a scale of 1 to 10, I mean, I would definitely do this one like a 7 or 8. Like it's up there. Mm-hmm. Um it it would be if it wasn't harder to find it would be one of my go-tos for like on a on a weeknight um but it's it is a little more difficult to find so i try to reserve it for uh, for like a weekend night and chill uh when i don't have a lot of things to worry about on a saturday yeah um but uh i mean i i, I enjoy it a lot i think full proof is really well done yeah I, I just i think this is like um minus the high proof this is pretty approachable yeah um so like if if this if you're looking to get into you know 120 plus proof like this is a good one you know agreed um because it is pretty simplistic um but it's like your classic bourbon flavors um so yeah, yeah I mean it's a good starting point um if you want to get into higher proof yeah yeah it's a good gateway to the high proof for sure. Um, you know, I, I forget what the proof on Elmer T. Lee is, but this one reminds me a lot of Elmer T. Lee. And what really started to drive that point for me is when you said that you, you tasted something bitter at the end and the finish. Yeah. Elmer T. Lee has a bitterness in the finish. Yep. And, uh, and this one reminds me a lot of Elmer T. Lee. Yeah. That's a really interesting point. I totally agree. I mean, Elmer, I think, is only like 94 proof. Yeah, yeah, it's a lower proof. If I'm yeah. not mistaken. Um, it's definitely under 100. Uh, it is 45% 90. Yeah, it's 90. Right at 90. Wow, it's lower than I thought. But I yeah. thought so, too. I thought it was higher, but I'm, I'm looking at my bottle. Um, but the notes, like the notes remind me of it a lot. Yeah. You know, it's... it's Horny, it's like corn with a very nice spice and a little bit of a bitter 
in a good way, in a better, like a better finish mm-hmm. uh, that complements the the sweetness. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I picked up a, a bottle in Bond full proof. I mean, I'm sorry, 1792. Oh, okay. And those are hard to find. Like you have to dig through through people, you know, to find the bottle in Bond because they go really quickly. Mm-hmm. I haven't opened it, but I'm excited because 1792 has good whiskeys. Yeah. I know we, you, Dan, and I had tried, I think, the the regular 1792, the bottle mm-hmm. in the Bond, and the foolproof at gold eagle like a long time ago mm-hmm. like probably i mean before we even started the podcast i think yeah we did it we did the uh their tasting that they had at the bar yeah and yeah. uh i was like not a fan <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah but i i, do I mean then i i don't i don't know if i had, had anything over like maybe 110 proof up till that point yeah, so your palate got used to so, yeah. drinking like higher proof. Yeah, and it's a you know, um, there's definitely an evolution to, um, you know, as you try more and more things. Yeah. So like you know, I I think it's always good to like go back and try something that you didn't think you liked before. Agreed. Just to see if you know you've developed. A, a taste for whatever that profile is, you know? Yeah. It, it's funny because if you had asked me three years ago, four years ago, maybe not three, but four, like, do you like bourbon? I'm like, no, it tastes like shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, I've tried it. It's fine. No, I, I don't really like it. Yeah, I it prefer like, Oh yeah. I like to mix Jack with Coke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, three or four years ago, well, four, maybe. Uh, gin was my go-to liquor. And if you ask me if I like whiskey, I'm like, yeah, I'll drink a scotch every now and then. But nah, bourbon, American whiskey, nah. Mm-hmm. I don't like them. I've tried them. And then it took to, um, you know, which is something that the more you do this, the more you like and appreciate the whiskeys, which is learn about what goes into them, how they process them, how they distill them. Definitely. And it really, it's a, you know, it's the full experience of understanding what you know the effort that goes into it the ingredients that go into it how they carefully balance and manage the ingredients to make a bourbon and if anybody listening is like ah you know yeah bourbon's great whiskey's great but it's good right like i'll drink a gin tonic too and you know learn about it look into how it's made go to a distillery in your area there's plenty everywhere uh, and you start really appreciating it. And that's what really got me into like, holy shit, like this smells just like when I was in the distillery. Yeah. Like this, now, now I know how they ferment it. Now I know how the effort that goes into actually making this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, and like, you, you know, uh, almost everywhere has like craft distilleries now. So going into those places and trying what they're putting out, um, you know, can open up some cool uh you know, doors to things that like you might not have thought you liked before. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. You know, and then, then it becomes a, <laughs> then it becomes a, a vice almost <laughs> to like, Oh shit. Now we got to What are all the distilleries are there? Yeah. Uh, you know, here in San Antonio, there's a lot I've been, I've been finding a lot 
Uh, we just went to Rebecca Creek oh, yeah. last weekend. Uh, medium-sized distillery that distributes mainly in Texas. Uh, they they distribute in Louisiana too and New Mexico. But it's it's well, I mean, it's no small feat to just uh, distribute in Texas. <laughs> yeah, like, right. What do you distribute? Texas, perfect. That's like the size of Europe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so Rebecca Creek was fun right here in the hill country of San Antonio. And one of the interesting things, two very interesting things, one is the biggest pot still in the Western hemisphere. And it is true when you see it in person, it's like, holy crap. Um, so is that their the only re- still? What's that? Is that their only still? No, they have a column still. Okay. But they only use um, the column still, they only use it for gin and vodka. Oh, okay. They do not use it for bourbon. Uh, they exclusively use the pot still for bourbon and um, it is, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's something to see for sure. Uh, but yeah, there, it's a medium sized distillery that's, that's growing really quickly here. Nice. And yeah, so it's fun. And then I was, you know, I didn't know, remember Dan at some point had a bottle of devil's river, um, little one of the mini bottles, Devil's River, and he took it to like New Zealand or one of those crazy countries that he goes to and has a picture with it. Yeah, yeah. And I actually just noticed that I have a little bottle here of Devil's River that I got in Kentucky. Oh, nice. Uh, well, Devil's River is based out of downtown San Antonio. I just found out today. Oh. <laughs> That's cool. So the, the, the distillery is in downtown San Antonio. So I'm like, oh, shit, now I got to go to that. <laughs> um. I did not know that was a Texas distillery. Yeah, I, I don't even. I don't think I've ever tried that before. I've never tried it. I have a little bottle, but I I have not tried it. Uh, it's supposed to be really good, and the distillery is supposed to be very nice. So that's probably going to be one of the the next ones to go to. So if anybody yeah. listening happens to be in San Antonio, look up the distilleries. They have some really good stuff here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Dang. Anything else before we wrap this up? Just that I highly recommend Foolproof. I recommend you pick up a bottle if you find it. You know, again, it's hard to find. So if you find one, just get it. Even if you're just now getting into bourbon. Retails at 45 you'll probably get... If you, if you go to one of the bigger stores and they have it on the shelf, you'll get it at a retail. I remember my guy in Dallas used to sell this one for about 80 which I still bought it. It's not terrible. Um, but just get it. Taste it. It's good. Yeah. I recommend it. Yeah, it's worth picking up. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Very cool. So next week, uh, we are uh, having Jake from Gold Eagle on. Uh, and we're going to try the Whiskey Acres uh, Gold Eagle single barrel pick. Um, Heck yeah. Do you have a bottle, Roberto? I don't know. Oh. I'll I'll just I'll pretend that I'm drinking it or something. Cause you can drink that. You've got the bottled and bond, right? I got the bottled and bond whiskey yeah, acres. So you can yeah. have that one with us. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to <laughs> dig it out of this collection of bottles here somewhere. But I do have whiskey acres bottled and bond. Yeah, um, I mean, so it'll be cool to have Jake on. Um, you know, he'll talk. We'll ask him about you know how the process for picking a barrel goes. Um, you know, we've got questions about, 
you know, running a liquor store, um, stuff like that. So that'll be a really fun interview. That'll actually be our first interview, I think. Right. Yeah. Pretty. I sure. think it'll be the first one. Is he coming to your house or are you going to gold Eagle? Yeah. He'll be in the studio. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be fun to have him here. Um, he said he's going to bring some cool stuff for us to try too. Um, Dang so it. not for you, but <laughs> I got to look for a ticket. See how, see if I can go for the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Jealous. Um, Hashtag jealous. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we've got our schedule for the rest of the year put together. Uh, and we've got some cool stuff coming up for the rest of the year too. Um, and then uh, we will be taking the last week of the year off. Um, and then yeah. we'll uh, we'll come back in 2023 uh, strong. And, uh, yeah. We've got some ideas right. for what we want to do for season two. Um, so we're excited for that. Um, thanks to everybody for, you know, supporting us and uh, liking our Instagram and watching on YouTube and all that fun stuff. Um, yeah. So again, reminder, find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Um, you can watch us on YouTube, um, like, review, rate, subscribe, notification bell, click all the buttons. All of them, True Social, you name it. Uh, Instagram <laughs> is growing. So yeah, like you said, thanks to all the followers on Instagram, they've been the account's growing and we try to have fun with it and, and engage with others. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Very nice. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing Jake there. That's awesome. Yeah. It's going to be fun next week. So make sure you I tune think... in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, cheers from a distance, man. Yeah. Cheers. I don't know how you make the clinking sound. Clink. There you go. Clink. <laughs> I tried. All right. All right. See you next time.